Welcome along to another Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie here with our podcast. A little treat for you at the end of the podcast. There may be extra people here today who aren't normally uh, podcast listeners who have come along for a little bit of fruity animal action. This is it. We've been after, uh, you're going to hear, we're after animal facts. One fact comes in that's uh, unreadable on the show because it's pure filth and it's about koala bears and you'll hear it at the end of tonight's podcast. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Can I just uh, very quickly just go back to my cycling weekend and mm. something that happened, right? So whilst I was cycling uh, cycling around Devon at the weekend, my girls, aka Katie and the kids, were spending the day with our lovely Leon C neighbours, Pete Donaldson and Sarah Champion. Uh, uh, absolute radio family members, of course. Uh, and they've got two dogs and the, and the girls love playing with them. But Pete told Thea, our four-year-old, our middle daughter, a fact about dogs that Thea has then subsequently told everybody in her school. She's been telling everyone. And I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but, but as far as Thea's concerned, it's gospel. Pete told her, when they were there at the weekend, that apparently dogs can't look upwards. You ever heard hey. this before? They can't look up. Like, I've properly owned, up. I've owned a dog, and I, I, and even I'm questioning myself. Is that is that a fact, or is is that not? So, I mean, this this is it. I don't know. But, but Thea thinks it's 100% true. And I'm just trying to think now. I mean, we've had dogs in the past from when I was a kid... And I can remember, like, stroking them on the top of the head and they're looking up at you. Yeah. Maybe Pete means, like, properly, like, they can't look at the ceiling. As in, like, 90 degrees kind of thing. Maybe 45 degrees, dogs absolutely fine, no problem at all. 90 degrees, it's beyond their ability. If you think about it, if you think about it, when they look up, they've got to bend their whole... They've got to sit down, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. They to sit have, like, down a little... to look up. So maybe they can't look... I think This is that. it. I'm just not sure. I feel like Pete's told her that and just set her off. And now she's just been telling everyone in her school, yeah. told her teacher, told all her little best mates. But it does get me thinking about, you know, when you get a good animal fact, it's a cracker, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Icebreaker, you know, maybe conversation dries up, or you're at a dinner party or whatever, wheel it out. So let's have it. First hour of home time this evening, the best animal fact you've got in the locker. Nigel says, what about this? Mules and cows are the only two animals that can kick sideways. Oh, that's good. It's almost like a little can-can thing they're doing. That's really this, good. To exactly this kind of music. Imagine like a mule that. and a cow, left and right with a kick. A bee, Oi. top speed, 15 miles an hour. What, they've measured that? Yeah. So they can't go over, they can't clock it higher than that? Never seen a bee fly faster than that. 15 miles an hour. Wow, so what, you, sorry, you've never seen a bee fly faster, or you'll <laughs> never see a bee? No, no like the, the, the natural world people. Terry Nutkins, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm wondering whether there's any scientific basis. No, it's true, honestly. It, really? Honestly. 15 miles an hour. Good, which means you can outrun it. That's, well, Don't be scared of bees. Because I, I do spend quite a lot a lot of time being scared of, like... There you go. Like, wasps are, like, horrible and just sting you for a laugh, whereas bees is quite final for them if they sting you. Exactly, yeah. So it's, the stings ought to, got to be worse. And the only the animal fact I've got is that I, I always wonder why the, my car is always covered with so much poo on the top of it. And apparently, when they go to take off from trees, yep. makes them do a poop. That's true. So that's what that that is. That's yeah. why they. That's not any kind of vendetta. I think they're just nervous of flight. Well, aren't we all? Yeah. Take off. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Our producer Adem has just come out with one during that last song. Adem, tell everyone what it is. Fact: All mammals take twenty-one seconds to urinate. How how does anyone like this? Could same with the bee. Fifty. What? Someone's timing this. Scientists at Georgia Tech in America. Have done this. He was prepared for that. I <laughs> feel like that's he, the producer in him, isn't that's it? That's what it is. So they, they actually <laughs> researched it. Yeah, um, mammals include humans as well. So take twenty-one seconds to urinate. 
That sounds like a, a song from the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go and try that. Thank you, Adem. Uh, Paul says snails have got 14,000 teeth. That's disgusting. Neil says giraffes have exactly the same number of bones in their necks as humans. No. Yeah? No. Do you want to guess the amount of bones? 150. Seven. <laughs> okay. Uh, these need to improve. <laughs> Eight, twelve, fifteen. You, th- you think you've got 150 bones in your neck? I reckon I have. And I can pee longer than 21 seconds. Thanks. Uh, Dan from Scarborough has texted to say, my favourite animal fact is that otters have a favourite stone and they keep it in a pocket under their arms. <laughs> this is crazy. So, just talking about at the weekend, uh, my friend Pete told our four-year-old daughter that dogs can't look upwards. She's been telling everybody. We, we haven't verified it. We don't know whether it's true or not. But we are after your best animal fact. Uh, Baz and Tina are decorating in uh, Romsey and they want to share that gorillas can't swim, which I find astonishing, considering how similar wow. to us the gorillas are. The fact that they haven't conquered water is amazing. Maybe that's what it was, because, you know, you, you always, I, whenever I go to the zoo, I always go, like, ah, to the gorillas, because yeah. we kind of made it and they're yeah. still doing that. Maybe it was the swimming thing. Could be. Just have, have, a, have a dip. Uh, someone here says hippos have got 36 teeth and no two point in the same direction. Some crazy stuff coming in tonight. Uh, we've got Chris on the line. Chris, what's your animal fact? Um, miniature Dachshund's feet smell of what's it? Dachshund's feet smell of what, Chris? What's it? It's in the crisps. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by this. Um... <laughs> I want to believe all of these. I, I, I love a fact, but surely a, a lot of mammals' feet smell of cheese. cheese. Cheesy stuff. Google it. I promise you, I Google it. I've got a minute to dash down, and I think all dash down, so I'm not discriminating on size, but they smell of cheese. So, say for you to do, you remember you bet with Bruce Forsyth, right? Yeah. You've got to imagine that this is just this is a hypothetical situation. There's a load of dogs with their feet out. Chris is blindfolded, <laughs> and you go one by one, you sniff all their feet. You could tell the dash down because it smells of what's it. Yeah, and I'd be getting a Brucey bonus as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, look, sometimes in life, when you're you're just exploring stuff, you've got to flip things on its head. You'd have to say that the Dachshund existed before the Watsit. So would it be fairer to say Great point. that Watsits have made their crisps to smell like Dachshund's feet? Oh, my word, yeah. Maybe. Sometimes in life, it throws you lemons, it throws you Watsits with Dachshunds. But, yeah. Okay. I promise, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. And um, there are probably loads of listeners that will agree as well. All right, well, I, I also would like to hear from the people who make what's it's like Richie just said. You know, come on, let's have some transparency on this. Where'd you get the smell from, huh? Neil's on the line, so I'm a bit cleaner. Neil, what's your animal fact, mate? Yeah, dogs will always poo on the north-south equatorial line as such. Sorry, it's a poor line, but let me just, just clarify that, probably for the, for the sake of Richie and I as well. Are you telling us that dogs poo facing, say, north or south in terms of the equator? Correct. Wow. Well, on the line of the equator, they know the line of the equator. Yeah, Yeah, they will face north and south, whichever end suits best. (laughs) So they'll never poo east or west or anything like that? I'm only telling you what I've read and what I've seen and there's been studies into it. Well, if that that is true, that's got to be something to do with sunshine and the rising of the sun in the east and the west. Yeah. And they just don't basically want to look into the sun when they're doing it. I get that. No, he hates, he hates looking into the sun when he's going, and he can't make eye contact with him as well. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. The soundtrack to the middle of the week, you're listening to the Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. It means that is just a, a week tomorrow, Richie and I are going to be crawling our way up Snowden. 
Uh, for Cash for Kids, a fantastic charity. Uh, but we'll be going up that mountain and we're, from now on, we're trying to get as much help as we possibly can. Yes, and one of the things that we want to make sure that we get uh, proper help on, uh, because we are ambassadors for the Home Time Show, is to make sure uh, that we are good guests in Wales. Uh, so on that, uh, from our office, joining us in the studio right now, is Welshman Rhys. How are you? <laughs> Welsh Rhys, we call Thank him. Thank you. Welsh yeah. Rhys. <laughs> where, where in Wales are you from, Rhys? Uh, I'm from Cardiff, just, just cool. from, the, from the capital, yeah. Okay, well, wow, this is it. We are very aware that uh, Snowden isn't necessarily Snowden. Not it, anymore, no, no it's not. exactly. So uh, tell us, what, what, what is Snowden called and what's the background? So it's called Urwithva. Uh, wow. I'm not going to tell you what that means because I, I can't remember what the real Snowden, meaning is. Snowden, I think. But, well, yeah, it means Snowden, but <laughs> yeah. there's not like a real meaning. I don't know the history of that. So right. I haven't done my, that much research on a mountain I went up when I was five. So can, can you speak Welsh? Are you yeah, a Welsh yeah, yeah, speaker? I'm a fluent speaker. So did you did you learn that at school? And yeah, in, so did you go to school I, in Wales, you learned Welsh yeah, as well? Yeah, so I went to a Welsh medium school, so what that means is your education is in Welsh. You are you are encouraged to speak Welsh. You might get told off if you speak English in the corridors. Right. Really? Is, yeah. So when you, when you think in your mind, Rhys, in your head, are you thinking in Welsh and then you're converting it in English to speak to Richie and I, or how does it I'm work? I'm a bit more, in my head, a bit more English because I, my parents were English. Okay. Uh, so I do have a bit of a, you know, a bit more English at home, but I, it's kind of up there. I can think in Welsh if I want to. If I'm speaking in Welsh, if I speak to my brother, because he can speak Welsh as well, then we're thinking a bit more. I'm not translating the same way. They're wow. both on equal footings, really. Love that. Well, we need to make sure we get this this nailed, so let's have another pronunciation then. So Snowden is... Arwydda. Arwydda. Sounds like yes. a spell. I like it. Yes. Okay. All right, what about this for a phrase? Um, how much is that bar of Kendall mint cake? That would be Vint uh, Adir Bar or Gaken Kendall Mint. Well, it's a beautiful language, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It's like an enchanting thing, you know? Let's make a note of some more. It's quite high up here. My Nathan Ichelana. Okay, I like the complaint. It sounds like you're complaining. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about, I want to go back down again, please? Do we have in Laur now, Rosquelchna? I want to go down now, please. Okay. <laughs> well, watch how you say that one. <laughs> <laughs> and my legs hurt. My vang hoisai and breva. Brilliant. Well, there's some things we're going to be moaning about up and down the mountain. Have you ever have you ever climbed it yourself, Rhys? Yeah, so I went when I was about six. Uh, took the train. There's a lovely train, so if you are struggling... Right. <laughs> That's good. We'll get a, a rail return card. to the top. How do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, Rhys, this is invaluable Welsh information. Uh, how do you say uh, goodnight and thank you? Now, not a country that is a stranger to uh, breaking news, but the latest security news from the States. The smallest ever intruder has made its way through the perimeter fence of the White House. Now they tiny intruder sounds like an Elton John song. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, they obviously recently uh, beefed up the security at the White House. The fences even bigger around the side. Yeah. Uh, but it has been penetrated by a toddler. Oh wow! Uh, who was going around the side of the White House uh, with parents? Uh, toddler just crawling on the floor. Uh, and the one thing they didn't check is that the the gaps between the fence was still big enough for a toddler to crawl through, and that's exactly what the toddler did. Wow. Imagine, I mean, that is... 
obviously, I don't know how old this kid is, but like that's kind of school school legend status, that isn't it? Exactly. Well, it, snuck into the White House. Uh, this this toddler not walking just yet, uh, but small enough to be able to make its way through. Obviously, with no malice intended whatsoever, no. other than just seeing, well, that looks like a nice lawn, and look at that house. I'm going to crawl over there and go and have a look. It's a good security test for them. Keeps them on their toes, I guess. Well, they were on their toes very quickly. Secret Service still mobilised <laughs> to go and pick the toddler up, escort it back round, and everyone's fine. But uh, obviously the parents, questions asked, all that kind of... It happens. It happens. Kids get you into trouble. Uh, so we would love to hear about the tales, the times uh, when one of your children uh, or a child under your care has got you into some form of trouble. It wasn't your fault, but they have got you in trouble. I'm not going to say the item, but uh, it's definitely happened on a number of occasions with each of my daughters where uh, I, I would call it accidental baby shoplifting. Because <laughs> what I'll do with the kids, and I do, I've done this with every single one of them, I like, I'll give them an item whilst we're shopping yep. just to keep them entertained yep. in the buggy. And then the amount of times I've got out and they've got like a £200 pair of trainers or something. <laughs> I'm joking. But, you know, it's something like a ketchup bottle or whatever. <laughs> or even if you put stuff underneath the buggy, yeah. you forget about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame to blame the kid for that. <laughs> but it's all part of accidental baby shoplifting. They can drop it under there. They've got arms. That's right, exactly. Uh, it would be remiss of me not to hold my hands up. Myself and my younger brother, when we were with kids on a family holiday, uh, we were camping and uh-huh. gone to the, uh, the, like, the site shop. And I remember me and my brother, while Dad was sort of like paying and sorting these absolutely destroying this display of like <laughs> lemonade bottles because it's just messing around. It's pulling them over. <laughs> we were, um, yeah, not popular on that site for the rest. Of, we certainly weren't welcome in the shop, that's for sure. So you're handing yourself in on I that one. I am on that one. Annette, what happened? So when my two-year-old daughter, I was in a uh, toy shop and I was chatting to the assistant and my two, that we heard the crash and realised that my two-year-old daughter had climbed into the window and got herself up the baby slide. Wow. And gone down it and knocked the whole display down. <laughs> That's like the, uh, the the shop window equivalent of that BBC News thing where the, the kid comes in in the background and he's on a live interview. <laughs> was there CCTV footage of it? No, but she, and she was a well-behaved daughter as well. Oh, dear. We don't see the other one. So how did you kind of, like, style this out with the people who ran the shop? Because I, 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 you see them spending hours setting up those things in the window to make it, the, it all look good, do you know what I mean? Apparently, she wasn't the first to have done it. So um, it, it's happened before, so that made me feel a little bit better. But should we name and shame the child? How old is this child now? So Charlotte, Charlotte Fuller, she is 30... Oh dear, 32. Charlotte Fuller, 32 years old, what does she do? Yes, um, she works for an events management company. Oh, oh the irony. Watch out, speaker system, she's up it again. Uh, Anthony, what happened to you? Um, a few years ago now, when Toys R Us have existed, mm-hmm. um, I took my son in there, he was around seven at the time. He decided that he would grab a man's bottom that was working, stacking shelves. <laughs> And he disappeared around the corner. So as the man turned round, it was me stood there. Fantastic. What a prankster at an early age. I promised him it wasn't me. I'm not sure he believed me, so I decided to disappear. Did you go back into Toys R Us much again or not? You know, I did. It was like free playtime for kids in Toys R Us, wasn't it, when it existed, so... I'll tell you something, though. If that, if that was a child of mine, they would not be getting the toy that we'd gone in there for. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Have we got a treat for you this evening? We would like to debut a brand new game that we like to call... How big is your head? 
is your head? How big is your head? Have you measured it? How big is your head? Do you think you could estimate the circumference of someone's head just from the sound of their voice or knowing stuff about them? What about Richie Firth, for example? Do you think you know just from hearing him every day on this show? You know, you can't go around saying to people with authority that you know the circumference of his head in centimetres. The irony is, I don't know the circumference of my head. Actually, come to think of it, I don't know the circumference of my head either. But one of us has a tape measure. And we can finally put it to rest. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to measure the circumference of my head. Uh, then it'll be up to you to try and guess how big is my head. Do you know what we were saying the other night about um, Tim Burgess from the Charlatans? He was in when we were... He's not in now, is Messing with Grandad. We were toasting uh, Kendall Mintcake last night. I'm glad he's not in tonight. <laughs> his, his coast is clear. Right, I'm going to have to take my headphones off to right. get a true reading. So we've got a proper... So you can be all right with that um, tape measure. It's quite a metal Yeah, tape uh, I don't think it's necessarily what you'd choose to measure your head with. It's a Stanley Power, power Lock blade armour. Do you know what we did with, with my middle daughter, Theo, when we are getting her a, a cycling helmet? I, I put a string around her head and then measured the string against the tape measure. We should have done that. We, we should, that would have been easy, wouldn't it? Not so Richie's going to measure his head. He's nearly knocked himself out with the tape measure. Hold on one second. You guys have got to guess what it is. Ooh. Fairly painful. Right. What I have to do is You're like then, preparing for a war here with that. I'm going to have to then lock it. This is one of those sort of like you know DIY kind of tape measure things, and then take a reading because otherwise, oh, oh, it's deadly. Oh, that it snapped it, back. It went back on itself. Sorry, guys. We're going to stay with this for the duration. You're listening to Absolute Radio. This is how big is your head? Our brand new competition. I'd say that is bigger head than I thought you had. That's way, way, way bigger than I thought it was. Quite an epiphany for Richie tonight. Wow. Okay, right. I've got a reading. He's got a reading. Right to the phones. Who's this? Vicky. Vicky, where are you from? I am from Braintree, but I'm currently in Harlow. Thanks for the update. (laughs) How big is Richie's head? Well, I've done some uh, experimenting at this end because I've currently just pulled into the yard in my lorry and I know that my lorry has got a Stanley Fat Max in its door because, you know, important stuff, measuring wow. lorry. There we go, right. right. Uh, and I measured my own head. <laughs> That's a very good idea. <laughs> That's research. Uh, and I've got a ponytail, so I'm going to knock an inch off. So I'm going to go with my... I normally add an inch on. How much, sorry? 57? 57 centimetres. Um, is not the correct answer, but I think it would be fair to say the first guess is closer than what I thought it was going to be. Well, what about that? Good experimenting there. Well done. Well done to you. That's it's, okay. it's one you nothing. Is it, is it smaller or bigger? That would be telling. It would be telling. I didn't ask for an answer, just bigger or smaller. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we've made this game up. We're kind of making the rules up as we go along as well, really. I reckon I reckon this is this is the beginning. That, yeah. that she's got close, but uh, we're, we're not going to go there. But brilliant experimentation. That's all right. Cheers, Vicky. No worries. I'll speak to you soon. Hello, home time. Who's this? It's Rob from Basildon. You what? It's Rob from Basildon. Hello, Rob in Basildon. <laughs> Rob in Basildon. Uh, how's your evening been so far? Been all right? Yeah, not bad, doing the collection for a, for a higher company. Good man. Yeah. When, you, when you listen to Richie on the radio, do you ever have a, an image in your head as to whether he's got a big head or a, an average head or a small head? And I heard him say it was bigger than he expected. I didn't expect much. <laughs> right, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Rob, how big is my head? Uh, 53 centimetres. 53 centimetres. He's gone smaller. It's incorrect. 
It's good, but it's not right. Oh, Rob, lovely to speak to you. No problem. Thank you very much. Take care. Hello, home time. Who's this? Oh, hello there. My name's Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello. Laura, you sound uh, you sound educated. You sound like you you've got some kind of intent here, and you sound determined that to win this competition and bag the home time show tea towel. Yes, I am. Yes, hello, uh, Laura. How big is my head? <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, fifty nine centimeters. Right. Okay. Well, Ooh. I can tell you, you're the closest so far, but you're not quite close enough. Oh, a zero oh. and in on it. Oh, that's so gutting. But I'm glad I'm close. Uh, Laura, you're very good at this. Can you just tell us what you do as a job? Uh, a compliance and risk manager. It's really boring. That's good. It's that kind of thing, though, and it's details. It's all to details. Yeah, but not good enough. It's a good point. You were <laughs> out, unfortunately. <laughs> so, no correct answers. Oh. The tea towel goes unwon. The judges will check the measurements. We'll have an answer for you next. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So, look, sorry to be really harsh on this. Normally we do rollovers and that with these competitions and midweek games night. But with tonight, uh, how big is your head? I'm afraid if you if you haven't guessed the circumference of Richie's head, you ain't going to win that tea towel and it goes back into the pot. Uh, and the callers that we spoke to uh, didn't. 57 centimetres uh, was Vicky's guess. Uh, Rob went lower with 53. Laura went high with 59. And it turns out she was the closest to the correct answer. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't entirely know that how big your head is, so well, I, I'm, I'm looking for this as well. Uh, the tape measure is uh, still locked on the correct answer here. That's, and it's quite big. It is, isn't it? It's longer than two school rulers because the correct answer is 62 centimetres. Wow, that's quite a big head. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big head. I've got a big head. 62 centimetres. Thanks for playing. This is the Daily Takeaway. Here we are then at the moment of truth. Been promising it uh, all the way through this show. Uh, the fact about koalas from Amy in Surrey that was too fruity for us to say on the show. Can I just say, I've forgotten what the fact is. Oh, well, you'll it'll come back in full Technicolor glory okay, right now go. for you. And, and again, I've not checked this, so I don't know whether this is true. And she doesn't go any way further to, like, trying to clarify or offer supporting evidence. Okay. But she says simply, on text, and we couldn't read it out, koalas have butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> what, that's the weirdest thing anyone has ever texted this show with. That can't be right. That can't be... You know, like, how do you... Because they'd have to take it out and put it back in. I know. They would find something. What, they find like a little acorn? No, and that, that's not going to be hygienic with all that eucalyptus. No, not at all. Maybe it does, does actually um, maybe offer some insight as to why they... They do kind of always look a bit sleepy, though, don't they? <laughs> a bit worn out. 